Okay. Um, hello. Welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. This is embarrassing, but uh, I actually did not talk to Stefan today. Uh, so you guys do whatever you do on Fridays. This is Matt. This is Stefan. Yeah, so whoops. <laughs> yeah, big fucking whoops. I need to change. Speaking of whoops, I need to change the uh, Twitch uh, name for this because I think it's still just like whoops. Hold on. Oh, but I mean the podcast gotcha. has started, so so uh, go Friday. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome one and all. Uh, yeah, so yesterday uh, had a lot of stuff going on in the personal life and lost a lot of track of time. Uh, there's uh, in case it involves a dog getting a toe removed. The dog is good and cool and is walking around all over the place currently right now. So if you hear rummaging of a fucking cone hitting everything and everywhere, uh, that is her. So rest assured, okay. she is full Got of energy. It. She's yep, that's her. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I, I heard it. Uh, baby, <laughs> my cat baby is in here. So if you hear a meow, same. Who the fuck is Mike? Baby. Baby had babies? No, I wish. Oh, I thought you said Mike had babies. I was like, who the fuck is Mike? But baby's no, name your cat. I have baby in my room, in my studio, where I'm, where I'm okay. by my mic. So you might hear noises from her, too. You're good. Excellent. So um, this is going to be a big Obi-Wan podcast, because I feel like we both have plenty to say about that, right? Um. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, three episodes, I think, is more than enough to form an opinion. Right. I don't have a lot to say, but I have enough to say about three episodes altogether. So, but for, before we get to that, uh, did you watch the PlayStation State of Play yesterday? Um, or do you, no, do you know about it? No, I. I mean, I do know about it. I heard that they're um, that Resident Evil Four remake is like one of the big things that they showed off. Uh, they showed the reveal trailer. I didn't really watch too much of it, honestly. Um, it has some cool stuff, but not really things I'm personally too excited for. I mean, they showed a bit of Final Fantasy 16 gameplay, which looks interesting. Nice. Um, Capcom showed off Street Fighter 6 and Resident Evil 4, which... Both, both uh, really good. Both really good. So, I love Capcom, but and both those franchises are both those franchises are good, but for some reason they just kind of blew right past me. Like every other Capcom game I love, but those I, for some reason I just kind of missed the boat on, but uh, I've been wanting to play more Resident Evil. So we'll see what happens. Whoops. Sorry. I hit the mic. That's cool. Um, I just got Resident Evil four on, on my switch not too long ago. So seeing the remake is pretty cool, but I'm also just like, all right, <laughs> I, I think not, it's going to be a little bit, I think it's going to be different. Yeah, I think they're going to have to make it different, like less cartoony. Um, hopefully, in my opinion, I really, really think they should remove Ashley. Uh, I mean, I mean, like, you know, obviously have her as a character and all that shit, but... Not as a, like, have her be useful or something. Yeah, well, replaying the game, all. replaying the game, it's just such a chore. It's uh, it really is. It's like, yep, this is this is a this is I know this is the common complaint about this game, but replaying it for now would I I think is like the third or the fourth time because I, I bought it on Xbox 360 as a remake. That's actually the first time I played and beat Resident Evil 4. My friends always had it like on GameCube or whatever, and I'd see them play certain sections of it, but I never owned it. Not until the remake or the remaster, whatever HD version on the 360. So on the 360, I played it all the way through and beat it. And, uh, 
you know, I love that game, but yeah, Ashley is just so bad. And also, like with the newer Resident Evil remakes, like they've kind of upped the horror or modernized the horror. But I think in a modern age, having a uh, what's it called an escorting mission is not horror. Like it's there's you can't be scared when you're too busy trying to protect someone, you know? Right. Uh, so I think if they want to keep it in that horror vein, and I think there's even potential that it's connecting to Resident Evil Eight in some regards, um, then you gotta gotta ditch the whole babysitting Ashley thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, speaking of Resident Evil Eight, uh, Rose and I are almost done with that game. I think we have one more boss to fight. Oh, nice! You did the baby mission. Oh yeah. Did you get freaked out? Um, that definitely Rose played through that part. I w I was definitely like freaking out. Um, I think Rose was just more like, uh, cause we switch off, right? So like I play a section and beat it and then she plays a section and beats it. And then I play a section and beat it. That was her turn. And then I did the fish guy, which was after that. Remember when we recorded our famous PT let's play. Oh yeah. So famous. So famous. You know, we we're up there with Markiplier. We we're up there with game grumps, you know? Do, and PewDiePie, we're doing God's work back then. I think I still have PT on my PS4 Pro. Uh, if you updated, you can't use it anymore. Good news. Nah, I mean, it's okay. It was just a demo anyways, at the end of the day. So I'm not hating. Uh, probably the best demo ever made. But yeah, that no, aside. Because there was like a whole story that you could beat it if you did a certain sequence. I know. I actually went through that sequence and it was pretty fun. But I mean, just mainly because it it's a tease for a game that probably would have been a little bit different because that the game wouldn't have just been all a single hallway. I doubt it. In fact, when they show Norman Reedus at the end, it's he's outside. So I'm sure you would have never just been stuck in that household the entire time. So it's its own little condensed game, just its own little thing. I mean, there've been a million fucking ripoff games just from that one thing. So it kind of reminded of horror, me oh, oh, real quick. It kind of reminded me of, um, PT kind of kind of invoked those um, condemned type vibes for me in the form of like jump scares and how it was scary. I, you yeah. ever play the condemned games? I did. Um, I think I think the PT was a little bit more varied in the kind of horror. Like yeah. it made you uncomfortable by being repetitive. It had jump scares. It had psychological stuff. Like there was a whole whole mesh of different genre of horror in that that I appreciated. Yeah, um, I would like to see a finished PT, but supposedly they they might be doing that. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But uh, speaking of horror video games, have you heard of the Callisto Protocol? No. It is by the same creator as Dead Space. Uh, they released a trailer for the game last night at the State of Play, and it has some really fucked up body horror shit and looks like Dead Space, like straight up. And no way. Even the guy, like, he's like a prisoner of some sort, I think. Or he looks like a prisoner. It could be an engineer. But he has a collar that has, uh, like, his collar is the health bar, like, along horizontal-wise. So it's very reminiscent to Dead Space. When you watch it, you'll be like, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Nice. Um, I'm actually re-downloading Dead Space 1 to my Series X because it got, like, the 60 frames a second boost. Hell yeah, man. Then uh, keep an eye out on that game because it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Very gory and cool. That's something that Dead Space did really fucking well was not only just using horror in the way of building the scene and using sound effects and jump scares, but 
like the trans that the morphing from like a human dead body into one of the xenomorphs or whatever they're called. Xenomorph is alien. I can't remember what they're called on dead space. Um, but when they turn into those fucking guys, dude, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty gross. Oh yeah. I mean, I just think of the dead space two opening, which was like right. the best think, one of that. I think we talked about that not too long ago, but that's still, that still rattles my bones, dude. That's a fucked up intro. Necromorph. Okay, so I wasn't far off with Xenomorph. Nah, it's so it's basically just like a zombie alien, which is yeah, that's fitting. Like a like a necromancer. That's why that's in there. Yeah. Um. So uh, before we move on, I'm I'm getting all the the basic bitch news out first before we get to the the meat and potatoes. Hey, I like episode. it. I like it. We gotta like you said, we gotta draw it out sometimes. <laughs> Our last <laughs> episode was a little shorter, and actually, I didn't get around to posting that episode until yesterday because it was. It didn't record to my computer like it normally does, um, but it streamed to Twitch. So what I actually did was I had to like get the record stream. the Twitch audio. No, um, no, I was actually thinking about doing that, but what I had to do was like there's online converters for turning Twitch to like MP3, and I had to do. Unfortunately, I had to do that. Damn. Well, but it's okay. Actually, it was kind of easy. I'm like maybe I'll use this method going forward because the record, but the recording's higher quality, so I like it. I like it being higher quality and more reliable for, you know, going on Apple Podcasts or whatever. So that's uh, I don't know. This but it was, it, it's, it's weird. It was one of those things though, probably that you just didn't know what to do, and that was the frustrating part until you knew what to do, and then you did it, and then next time it'll be far easier. Right, if it ever happens again to where it doesn't record. Exactly. Right. It's all about learning the, the fucking ropes. And honestly, this is still a much better setup than what we were doing before, in my opinion. It's more comfortable. It sounds just as good, if not better. Cause I don't have, get to see your fucking face. You don't get to see my fucking face. So if we get in a heated argument, there's no punching and hitting. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no, dude. I'm going to take you to court and sue you for $15 million. Damn, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp won the trial. Yeah, woohoo, I guess. Next topic. Uh, yeah, next topic, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so what should someone who should be fucking sued is the internet because apparently due to memes and shit, Morbius is coming back into theaters, and I'm just like... I just read that right before getting on the, the podcast. I was like, what? Because of it's yeah. Morby time or Morbus time or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm like... Because of a meme, they're like, oh, we're going to bring it back. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, internet you've like and the thing is like this shit happens because everyone knows it's a dumb movie but at the end of the day they're like oh we're gonna see the dumb movie It'd be so ironic and it's like it's not ironic it's like you're giving not, no, money exactly. to a shitty movie exactly it's not good fuck morbius just, fuck jared yeah. leto fuck jared leto like above fucking morbius fuck jared leto i think yeah most first and foremost fuck jared leto secondly fuck morby time yeah uh, let's see. In other news, uh, Sonic Frontiers released a gameplay. Looks fucking awful. Uh, Prince of Persia: too. Sands of Time remake is getting delisted from retailers. What? Uh, yeah, because you know about the remake they're making, right? For Prince no. of Persia: Sands of Time. No. Yeah, they're I, making a what? They're making a uh, remaster or whatever like that. The thing is, though, looks like absolute shit. Like, it looks like the uh, GTA trilogy remaster that just came out recently, where it's just, like, shitty-ass graphics. God damn it. Why can't people just get a grip? Yeah. Get get a grip, guys. Hey, guys, when's the last time you've gripped something? Yeah, when is the last time? Yeah. Anywho. Um, 
so yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, new Pokemon game coming out, but who really gives a shit anymore about that? Or not that. Okay, hold on. Before cancel culture comes in, it's not a problem if you play Pokemon games. It's just not surprising that a new Pokemon game is coming out. Yeah, uh, uh, there is a new Pokemon game. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is there really? Is it like a a main title Pokemon? Not like the open world one, right? I think it's actually going to be a blend of the open world and main title. So cool. it's called Scarlet and Violet. Oh, nice. That's kind of cute. Yeah, I like those names. I mean, that is cute. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't hate the last one as much as I thought I would. The uh, open world one? Arceus yeah. or Ar- Arcus or how do you say Arceus? Arceus or, yeah. But I mean, say it. ever since I stopped playing it, I have not felt the need to pick it back up again. So I, I enjoyed it, but as predicted, I uh, I was done with it once all the new games came out, all the other games I was looking forward to came out. Yeah. Um, I sure love me a Pokemon game, um, but I haven't been in the mood. Honestly, I almost did buy that open world one, but um, I don't know. I just decided not to kind of last second. It's one of those games that I think would be cool once it's on sale. Yeah, if it's on sale, you should pick it up. Oh my god, Steven, we can buy followers, primes, and viewers on bullshit. You mean for Twitch? Or, yeah, for Twitch? You want to buy listeners? Hell the fuck no. (laughs) Yeah, get this this fucking guy out of here, man. Wait, is it just like an ad? What are you looking at? Look at our chat on Twitch. The fuck? Let me see. Um, no, I think we're good, homie. We don't, we don't, we don't want any, but no, he already left. Like, I think they're in there for a second just to fucking paste that. Yeah, just to paste that link. I don't even see it in the, oh, I'm pulling up the fucking stream right now so you can hear it, but I don't even see it in the, I don't even see it. Weird. Okay. Well, but no, thanks. We're okay. We don't want to buy our followers. If you guys want to listen to us, cool. If not, cool. Um, but yeah, it's one of those games we just got to wait for. Uh, Can you rewind a little bit like right after? what happened for Pokemon? Cause you, you were talking about another game. Was I, I don't know. Maybe you weren't, maybe you were just, going <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I got like, speaking of games on sale that I think make it more worth it. Baby bump my mic. I'm sorry. Um, I got the hot wheels game. Um, yo, on sale. right. I got hot wheels unleashed, uh, for the switch. So fun. Oh, on switch. Yeah, it's good. It runs good on switch. They have like a certain mm-hmm. mode that you can run it in, in docked mode. And it runs like, pretty much at 60 frames a second. Sometimes I notice a frame drop or two, but it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, but for 40 bucks, I got all the DLC and the season pass. So when they release new stuff, I get it. I got like all the tracks, all the DLC cars. Um, and wait, we, we talked about this cause I told you I got the back to the future car. Yeah. I think we talked about this in real life. I don't, I don't think we brought this up on the podcast or yeah, this is in real life, but, um, I think it was, it was $40 on the switch store. And totally worth it, but at the same time, dude, if I would have paid 60 bucks for the base version of that game, I think I would be pretty mad. Nah, I don't, well, I don't know, maybe on Switch, but also I like racing games, so I think it was worth 60 when I bought it. I'm just saying, it's more so that, yeah, you do, it's just a grind, like, to get new cars, to get anything, it, it all costs money, you gotta buy bo- blind boxes, unless you, you know, buy the car pack and you know i'm saying like i mean i i'm not one to complain i got all that shit but what I'm like for somebody coming in on the base version dude it's a fucking grind to get those cars you got to go through the main 
storyline. There's no storyline, you know what I mean? But the main single player shit. Hold on. No, okay, I do recall talking about this. So I don't think it's a grind personally because you just play the game. Like you do the game, you do the drives and time trials, you get first place. If you don't get it, you keep trying until you do. And then you get a bunch of coins naturally. I mean, the only thing you do is like when you get duplicate cards, you got to make sure to sell them so you get more coins to right. roll for another box. But I think, I mean, I got to the very end and I never used any actual money to buy any cars and I have a big selection. So I, oh, there you, go. you you literally get them as you play the game. But the whole box system is, you know, no one likes a box system, frankly. Yeah. It's not pay to play. So definitely that's good. Yeah, you can just race until you have enough coins to buy, you know, however many blind boxes. They're 500 a piece. So um, yeah, but which equates yeah. to about 10,000 actual U.S. dollars. Yeah, and it's not a guarantee that you're going to win a car after every single race. So you more than well, they tell you have to. They tell you every race which one is eligible for a car, eligible for a box. Right, and you have to so make can, two different two different goals. Usually, um, there's like a there's like an unleashed time and then a goal time for the time trials, and then in the race you got to reach the podium and also make first place. Yeah, just get first every time. That's literally the only That's thing you really have to do. Is, yeah, but yeah, so I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it that. I'll, I will give it that. But yeah, yeah, you either get first or you place. <laughs> like if you place, you get to move to the next. Yeah, nah. I politely just, disagree. Just also because you have to play the same tracks like over and fucking over again until they that, get ridiculously hard. That is not over and over again, but there are some tracks where you have to play like I think three times or so, like in the. 20 plus it it feels like the same track because like it's the same five areas but the tracks are usually laid out a little bit differently right anyway um but that's not a big deal because that's kind of the thing of it it's like you're in the school but you design different tracks so uh moving on from that do you want to talk about how you sent a lynch mod lynch mob after me today no i don't because i wasn't part of that (laughs) you fucking told everyone in the first text it took everyone a while to realize it. I mean, they would have been able to find out no matter what. They would just go to the fucking list and see that your number is green. Oh, yeah, and I don't even really give a shit, but I also think it's funny. So uh, for context here, uh, all of us friends in real life, me, Stefan, and some buddies, are uh, planning to go to the lake tomorrow, have a, have a day and shit. And Stefan made a group chat which usually he has with other iPhone users, but for the first time ever, he included me, a dirty Android user, and even proceeded to say, hey guys, welcome to my chat, the green bubble edition, because Matt's in this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just proceeded with everyone like, um, Frosty Rob, you know, who's been a Twitch pal for us, has been, uh, you know, it's like, get fucking wrecked and shit. And then everyone's like, ew, green bubble, gross. I'm just like, Hey, I'm still living my life like normal. I'm dragging you fuckers down to my level. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I thought that was funny as so. hell. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's your fault. I don't know if we talked about this on podcast. Maybe I'd planned on talking about it yesterday. But um, eventually, everybody's going to go to what's called RSC, which is like a new messaging protocol. And hopefully, that'll get Apple and Android to finally play nice together. I mean, Android is already... Uh like incorporating like the emoticons, like when uh, one of our friends gave me the thumbs down emote, usually for being an Android user, I wouldn't get that emote. I would just say this person said boo to your thing. 
but it actually showed up as it would on the iPhone, the little emoji on my text specifically. That's so weird. It, to, to us, it, can't, it comes across as like somebody loved your message or disliked your message or whatever still. That's, that's how it was for us, but we don't really, we didn't really have the capability to start liking text until recently like that. Yeah, that's true. But like I said, on our end, it still looks like how it used to look for you. So it's like, that's yeah. not a fix. It's just kind of maybe a cover up. <laughs> I don't well, know, but this RSC business is pretty cool. All I know is that I have options from different text options on Android. And I'm not going to get into Android versus iPhone. I just think like, I know, I know our friends were like fucking with me and stuff like that. And it was actually pretty funny, but it's just, there are legit iPhone users I've dealt with. They're just like, ugh, green text. I'm like, get the fuck over it. <laughs> Shut up. Like, what are you even doing here? Yeah. It's I dumb. just wish they had some sort of a, like a middle ground for people who use both. Cause I would love to use both, but it's just, it's so asinine. Once fucking Apple locks you into the ecosystem, and yes, I mean Apple, it, it's bad. Now, that doesn't mean that like I think SMS or quote-unquote green texting is better. It's just low-quality shit, like sending images, sending links, sending anything. comes across really fucking weird on an iPhone, and I think that's on well, Apple, and it needs to be rectified. So hopefully The that biggest issue is photos and videos. So unless that is the topic of discussion, no one should give a shit about a green text bubble because it's just a green text bubble. It also takes longer to come in. Um, it goes over actual like, um, you know, uh, cellular service. So it takes a little bit of time. There's a delay. Um, and it's old school technology. It's, it's super bad. Like it's not good security wise. You're probably more likely to get a lot of spam texts and a lot of that kind of shit over sms yep. so that's that, another reason why it's just another complaint i'm not saying like you're wrong no I'm that saying. you're valid i definitely do get a lot of spam it's like it's like i'm on uh that's why i think that this rsc thing is gonna help both android and iphone play nicer together because if, if it could just emulate the feel like even if it uses different messaging protocols if it could just emulate the feel of iMessage and let us send texts and uh you know or text videos fucking photos, voice messages, all the same as you do on an iPhone, dude, I would already be on an Android phone, hands down. Yeah. Um, do you have any topics before we hit our halftime show? Before we, because I, I was thinking like we just talk about Obi-Wan uh, once we come back. On the second half? Um, yeah. I, not, not really. Everything's been pretty copacetic and I didn't have too many topics. You actually touched on a couple of them that I wanted to anyways, like Sonic and few others so i think we're pretty good um so it cuts to commercial yeah cut to commercial we're 22 minutes in but that's good enough for me go for it okay uh so guys we'll be back after a message from our sponsor hi do you suffer from boredom do you not have any podcasts to listen to nowadays why don't you try listening to the empty glass podcast if you go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com you can experience two adolescent boys talk about literally nothing for hours it's like having real friends and having nothing to talk about but you can't respond to them unless you join us on twitch at twitch.com usually on thursdays unless matt's doing fucking other shit whatever you can join the chat be part of the group have that glass half empty or completely empty like us so join us at www.theintoglasspodcast.com where you could also listen to our recorded episodes on Spotify, 
Apple Music, and Podbeam. Thank you. Not bad. Other than adolescent, motherfucker, we're, we're pushing 30. We're talking about Star Wars. Mentally, we're still adolescent. <laughs> also, why were you listening to the commercial? Like, I, I was getting a soda. Because I like listening to the commercial, like making sure that the dude we've just paid like $14,000 to do a 30-second um, plug is, you know, doing his job. He did pretty good, but I think adolescent is fucked. Mm. It's because he said he had a weird chin. I think he took that to heart. You know, it, this is Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> this is America. All right, so... We're about to spoil a fuck ton of Star Wars Obi-Wan up to episode three, which is the most current thing out right now. Uh, if you don't want spoilers, I mean, fuck off then. <laughs> yep. So before we get, uh, okay, I, let's game plan this. Do you just want to do like kind of talk about episode per episode, just thoughts and feelings? Sure. Why not? So before uh, we talk about episode one, I guess we should talk about the kind of conception, not conception, but like basically the thing I wanted to say is after watching the first episode of Obi-Wan, I kind of was like, okay, this is not out of the question that this show should exist. Like it's, right. it didn't need, it didn't need to exist, but it's uh, when watching it and you see the connections that happen in the show, uh, you're like, oh, okay, this actually makes a lot of sense in how these two characters have a relationship that, could have happened, could have existed, and for sure, you know. Cool. So episode one starts off with uh, Mr. Juan, Mr. Obi Juan, Kenobi. Yep, Kenobi. Correct. Can, yeah, Kenobi. He's on a Tatooine with uh, Lucas Skywalker. Luck, Lucas, Luck Skywalker, Luck. Anyway, so okay, I'm actually already losing the fucking template here. So basically, uh. I think it's pretty okay. I think it's pretty solid. Not doesn't blow me away, but uh, I think it's it's certainly grabbed my attention. Yeah, I think um, as you're saying, episode one kind of just picks up ten years after what happens in episode three, and we see a young Luke and an older Obi Wan, and we get a little interaction between. Well, first of all. There's a new bad guy class, and th these guys have been around in a lot of the like external Star Wars lore, um, but like Rebels, Rebels, uh, um, and the Clone most Wars, recent. And no, okay, hold on. Very, I don't think they're really in Clone Wars too much, other than just kind of slightly mentioned. But they are definitely uh, they're in uh, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order, the game. Right. So these these guys are called the Inquisitors, and they're hunting Jedi who have gotten away. So yeah, they're looking for Obi-Wan. Well, one person in particular, her name's Reva. Um, she's looking for Obi-Wan in particular. The third sister. The third sister. Um, not to be confused oh. with the fifth sister or the sisters of the, of the moon. I don't know what the fuck, but anyway, hold on. How do you let's, okay. So I actually want to talk about her. The, I'm, I'm going to mainly refer to her as a third sister just cause I, I just like that title. Uh, what do you think about her? I think she's perfect for the role. I didn't. I don't get the backlash very much. Um, oh very no, odd. people are just racist assholes, like one hundred percent. Yeah, like, I don't there's... get the backlash. I think she does a really good job of being intimidating, but yet intelligent. You know, you can tell that she's always somewhat a step ahead, and she reminds me of like 
just like you you meet mean people in your life, bully type characters, and she definitely fits that like manager I, bully like I'm fucking scared of you, bro. <laughs> the thing is is that I really really like her. I do. Like I like that she's just a fucking bad guy. I love that the introduction to her is just no fucking around, just immediately cuts someone's hand off. Like, I'm like, okay. The only thing is that I'm afraid of, uh, the only thing I'm afraid of is that the beginning of episode one shows a bunch of younglings kind of being escorted away by Jedi. Yeah, you know that uh, she's as, one of them. I mean, you know, she you know is. that she's one of them, but I'm like, I hope they don't try to redeem her character into being like overly sympathetic or whatever. Like, I really like how just fucking evil she is and I hope and selfish and power hungry. And I hope she kind of sticks with it. I don't know. I just, I'm I'm very worried for all the inquisitors because we know they don't last very long um, one way or another. So yeah, who knows which way they're going to spin it so far. This has been like the most um, gory and violent Mm. star Wars thing to come out of Disney. They're really getting the like laser fucking laser beam and lightsaber physics right. Um, so very cool. And I, yeah, I agree with you. I really don't, I really hope they don't try to swing her to the good side. It, that might be too obvious. So maybe they won't. Because uh, Disney's been doing that too much. They've been trying to make like sympathetic bad guys a lot. And I'm just like, mm, how about you don't? Just make a bad guy that's a bad guy. It's okay. There's certain I think people that might like be that. What in they the world. Could, they might, I hope they stick with that. Me too. Oh, but I um, did it too. But moving on with episode one, um, basically uh, Owen, who is Luke's uh, his uncle, um, literal yeah, literal uncle. Well, half uncle, I guess. Um, uh, no, like step uncle. I don't think he's uncle, biologically correct. Correct. I don't think yeah. he's biologically related to Anakin's mom, but. Um, basically between episode one and episode two of star Wars, the phantom menace to attack of the clones, Anakin's mom remarried and ended up with like two step kid. Well, a step kid who's married as well. Okay. Hold on. We don't need this much of an explanation. But that's basically two. what's up. Yeah. yeah. So it's trippy, but yeah, so he's Luke's uncle and Obi-Wan's just like, yo, what's up, dude? I want to train your kid. And Luke's uncle's like, yeah, fucking forget it. And well, the third sister shows up with the other inquisitors and is like, fucking, if you guys see Jedi, you tell us basically. And you know that we know there's a Jedi here hiding and yeah, she like, she's just basically like, we'll have your hands, uh, and, or something. I don't know what the hand deal was, but I don't remember the direct quote, but she cuts off it's, somebody's hand. It's like, don't get in our way or, or no, it's like, start telling us or we start cutting off hands. And this woman's like, you're going to cut off what? And she just fucking goes and whoosh. I mean, she doesn't actually say that, but she just legitimately just cuts this woman's head off. And I'm like, well, okay, was, cool. Whoa, okay. Shit. But then, okay. Basically, um, Obi-Wan ends up linking up with one of the Jedi who was like, I guess, running away from these inquisitors, just a random Jedi on Tatooine. And he's like, I think he was like a Padawan. Ob- yeah. He's like, you're Obi-Wan and shit. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm Ben. And he's like, what do I do? They're chasing me. And he's like, go bury your lightsaber and fucking forget about it basically. And, uh, the next day finds that that dude dead. So, um, Oh, which do you like how they, do you like how they, uh, PG would his, yeah, that was weird. I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to be hanging from his neck for sure. Yeah. It's like 100% what they were going for, but then they're like, no, no, no. Hanging's too, too mean. We're going to politely hang this guy up. So he doesn't get too uncomfortable. This, you know, corpse. (laughs) 
Well, you know, that's okay. I, I don't necessarily mind that too much. It was just like, yeah, okay. I get I get why. But then, um, meanwhile, we get to see a baby Leia, a 10-year-old Leia, running around in a forest. And she's got a little ladybug droid. And she gets kidnapped by Flea. Um, yeah, I was like, I was, like, when I saw his face, I was like, yo, is that fucking Flea? Yeah, so she gets kidnapped by Flea, and um, they are, I guess, trying to take Leia to the Inquisitors, possibly? Um, They're sending her up as bait. It was bait. It. it was bait. Yeah, the third sister actually set this up because she wants to catch Obi-Wan. So um, she's got personal vendetta against Obi-Wan. Why? I don't know. Maybe she's just trying to follow in the footsteps of Vader. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so Obi-Wan catches up to the people who, in episode two, I guess. Now we're in episode two. That's pretty quick. Uh, well, okay, so I guess it happens in this episode. Yeah, episode it happens two. in episode two. We'll get it happens at the end, so I'll kind of bring it up then. But yeah, episode two, Obi Wan's like, I'm gonna go save Leia because her dad, Mister Organa, asked him for help because uh, he was in episode three with them, and they're like, Hey, we're best buddies. Also, I'm gonna take care of Leia like my own daughter. Uh, so Obi-Wan, you know, puts, puts the badge, pulls the badge out retirement, you know, gets his, gets his gun and literally, and then, uh, goes after him and, uh, his lightsaber too. gets his lightsaber too. And Anakin's, which was in a box in the middle of the desert, which is, uh, I kind of like the idea of, cause they established that he's lost his connection with the force. Uh, correct. Cause, cause everyone needs a MacGuffin for a plot. Uh, it's fair. It's fair, but I'm just, yeah. I think of a video game, like a sequel to a video game of like last Jedi or like star Wars is like, Oh, I lost my connection. I have to regain all my skills and then level up more. Right. I don't know. It's just, that's what went through my head, but basically he just knew where the lightsabers were in the middle of the desert, which I kind of like that. I kind of like that. It's just such an integral part to him that even if he doesn't have a connection to the force, he knows exactly where in a desert planet, he put his fucking sword. <laughs> I, I like it. Like I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. I, I know. I'm disagreeing with you. I I am agreeing with you. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Obi Wan goes to a planet to find Leia. He finds Leia fairly fairly quickly. Dispatches of Flea by getting him high as fuck. And um, I like. I'm not really seeing. I like the um. Ah, uh, what's his name? The the guy who tried to con him, who was pretending to be a Jedi. Oh, uh, Kamali. Yeah, like I like him, but like also I don't think he's super noteworthy. It like Obi Wan eventually comes across a guy who's conning people by pretending to be a Jedi, and then eventually he helps him get off the planet. He, like he he likes the Jedi, and he's like, "Oh, I want to help you. I didn't know you were an actual Jedi." So I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was interesting. Um, basically. That guy was trying to con, uh, well, apparently he still got people safe to where they needed to go, but just also con them while doing so. Obi-Wan catches him on it, and then he gives him some information on where Leia is. Obi-Wan finds Leia. The Inquisitors show up. They're like, where the fuck is Leia? We know Obi-Wan is also here. We're going to close the perimeter. Anyways, uh, leads to a rooftop chase because Leia decides that she does not trust Obi-Wan anymore and that he's okay, lying about who, he's with, who he is. We're, we're talking about Leia. This is the opportunity I'm talking about Leia now. So um, I liked Leia. I thought the depiction of her as a kid was really good. Like in the first episode, her exploring, her abandoning 
uh, people, which in the old Star Wars, she was definitely like a tomboy who was used to getting kidnapped, used to like kind of seeing about things. So like that makes sense for Leia. But then the new Star Wars shit started kicking in. And in new Star Wars, the like sequels, Leia is very, very strong with the force. Which, you know, debatable if she had it in the first three. I mean, she kind of had it to a small degree, but they never really leaned into it super hard. Um, but even as a kid, she's like, I could, I know this about you. Like, it's implying that she's able to sense things about people, right. which is not a problem. It's not a problem. What is a fucking problem is that she does not use that to Obi-Wan and just mistrust him immediately to cause a 10-minute chase scene that was fucking useless. Pretty much. Um, like, chasing all it accomplished is to show how Obi-Wan has lost some of his guts with the Force. I mean, like, Nobody no, caught they them. Just, Nobody they just caught them. Ch- honestly, but, like, yeah, no one caught them. Nothing consequential happened. Uh, Obi-Wan, the only thing that really happened was Obi-Wan was able to Force grab Leia when she fell off a building. But that could have been accomplished a different way by saying, I don't know, a bounty hunter going after Leia or something, or them running because Obi-Wan's being hunted. Like, it didn't, it was weird to establish Leia having this sense for people that she utilized with the first two episodes and then immediately did not trust the person that was trying to save her to such a degree that she's fucking running up a ladder to go on the rooftops. Like, I thought that was really dumb and it could have been done better. Not that it was not needed, it just could have been done a lot better to where it made more sense. Right. It just, it felt a little bit more like that Disney stuff, you know, just dipping the toes into more of the Disney charm for kind of no uh, reason. Fuck Disney charm, man. Uh-uh. Like, stop it. It's bad. It's well, so overdone. You know, I figured it had to go somewhere. And if that's it, cool. Because basically what happens going from there is that they meet up with the, the Jedi con man, which I'm still trying to find that actor's name. He's in a lot of stuff. And it's really cool that he made it to Star Wars. Um, I got it. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Kum- oh, my God. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Kumal Nanjani. Nanjani, yeah. Yeah, Nani Jan, Nanjani, yeah, Nanjani, Nanjiani. Kum, Kumal Nanjiani. Kumali. Oh Kumal? Hold on. I'm sorry. We're so sorry. Ku, We're a bunch Kumail, of- Hold on, stop. Kumal Nanjani. That sounds right. I, I looked I looked at no, I looked at the literal pronunciation. So nice. Kumal Nanjani. Kumail Nanjani. Nice. Cool. Yes. Yeah, he I love him. He's in that there's there's a movie He's in the big like sick. Yeah, there's like a movie about his life. What's it called? Sick? The, the Big Sick. The Big Sick, yeah. I loved that movie. That was really cool. Yeah, and Zoe Kazan is in that movie and she is the best. Yeah, great shit. Uh anyway, he comes back and basically tells them, like, hey, use these coordinates, go here, it's safe, because the Inquisitors are on their trail. So uh, little Leia and Obi-Wan make it to this ship that's going to take them off world and to some coordinates where they'll find some help when they get there, when they get there, the inquisitor, uh, the like leader, I guess, guy, he's been around for a while. Um, Grand inquisitor, grand inquisitor and the third sister show up there at the same time. So, Leia kind of gets a head start. Uh, Obi-Wan's like, go on without me. He's kind of ready at the lightsaber, hiding around some fucking shipping crates and stuff. And it turns into a little bit of a power grab between the Grand Inquisitor and the Third Sister on who's going to get the credit for catching Obi-Wan and shit. They kind of get distracted. 
which the third sister stabs him in the fucking back. Yeah. Gives, (laughs) gives literally the third sister the opportunity to stab him in the fucking stomach and kill him. And now finding Obi-Wan and catching Obi-Wan is all for her. But during that time, Obi-Wan makes a, makes the slip, gets onto the ship. They hit well, the hold button, on, hold on. before that. And they did um, before that though, uh, something happens that I thought was really weird. So she tells Obi-Wan that Anakin is still alive and he's Darth Vader, um, which is okay. It makes sense. Cause you know, Obi-Wan just assumed Anakin died. That's not outside the realm of possibility, but I thought it was really weird that she was calling him Anakin because you would think that Darth Vader would not allow anyone to call him by that fucking name. <laughs> like, you know, maybe she just knew maybe she, because she was also a kid. She knew that it was Anakin, you know, right. She has apparently just... a pretty strong connection with the force as well. So she obviously knew that Obi-Wan was in her presence when she was talking openly, but also when she met Darth Vader or became under his command, she oh my god, you know what it is? You know what it is? I, I'm pretty sure I figured it out. I think she wants revenge on Darth Vader, who killed the younglings more than anything, so she's using Obi-Wan to get a pre- get in presence with Darth Vader and to kill him. Oh, good good call. Good I'm, call. I'm fairly certain that's going to be it. So anyways, they make the slip and they dip, <laughs> and now we're on episode three. Yeah, so episode three, they're on a really boring planet for a long time. Um not a boring planet it's just it reminds me of episode six where it's like you know episode six took place in a forest this place took place in a desert and it's just like there's no there's no mystical space thing about it i'm like they're just in a fucking random desert somewhere yeah yeah it looks like Um, new mexico basically basically yeah um and so they uh come across a republican (laughs) yep that's all I can think about. They come across a guy in a pickup truck and he's got an empire flag there. And he's like, he's like, I'm helping these boys out and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, okay I see you star Wars. I see what moves you're making. Exactly. Um, I mean, nothing really happens in the episode until Darth Vader shows up. Right. Um, no, a lot happens actually. Uh, so they make it to that desert planet and they hop on that truck with the guy and they make it to convoy and they make it to a security checkpoint. Well, basically on that, um, on that little truck ride, um, this mole man picks up more stormtroopers. And during that time, you know, Obi-Wan introduces himself as somebody else and calls Leia Luma. And then during a conversation kind of explaining that like, Oh, well, Luma's mom died here and we're just farmers from some other place. Um, they're like, okay, they kind of believe him, but Obi-Wan slips up and calls Leia Luma, calls Luma in this case, Leia, and they're like, they catch that. And I guess maybe the mole man heard it or something, but they drop off those stormtroopers, they move along, and then they make it to a security checkpoint where the mole man basically doxes Obi-Wan and Leia. And so they get in a little laser blaster fight, and a dude falls from the fucking ceiling and gets cut in half, which is pretty brutal for Disney standards. And... um Anyways, we need to stop saying that. Yeah, you know, but like we we need to, we need to stop the whole Disney standard thing because for Disney like, standards it was pretty crazy though. I mean, like they're in the business of making money, and now that they have Fox with like rated R movies and they're doing Doctor Strange, it's like I I think that just needs to start leaving the vocabulary a bit. Cool. Personally. All right. Well, anyways, so they move on, moving <laughs> on. Uh, some stormtroopers fucking show up again, and yet they're shot in the back, and Obi Wan gets lucky because the commander lady is um a spy for the rebels or associated with them somehow 
leads the girl them, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, leads leads them to a like underground thing where we get a little bit of a like connection to the Clone Wars because there's a note left behind from a Clone Wars guy, Jedi. They basically got a underground railroad for like Jedi and other people hunted by the Empire. Right. So there's like a robot there that doesn't talk. Apparently he's a loader. Um, load something. Right. People, uh, stormtroopers come in there and they start clearing the area. And it turns out, you know, that the the loader guy keeps them secret. They start leading Leia down the tunnel when suddenly Obi-Wan starts like having a fucking panic attack. Looks out the window and sees Darth Vader there with the three Inquisitors, or actually just two Inquisitors now: the third sister and the fifth brother. And so, no, there's the other, the like yellowish. Oh one. yeah, there's another uh, Inquisitor there. So there's three Inquisitors now. No more Grand Inquisitor. He died. Uh, they're walking down the road. Fucking Vader's just snapping necks left and right, which is pretty horrifying. I guess just trying to get. Obi-Wan to come out from hiding. Obi-Wan's like, go on without me. He goes around the corner, sees Vader. It's pretty intense. I thought that scene was really, really well done. Anyways, um, Obi-Wan starts trying to escape from like a back back way to make it to this pilot in time because basically there's a pilot that's going to take Leia back to Alderaan. Uh, during that time, Leia and the lady are running down the tunnel and Le- little Leia's like, I got it from here on. Go help Obi-Wan. And so the lady's like, okay, I'm going to go back and help Obi-Wan. You just keep going down the tunnel. You'll meet the pilot. So she keeps running down. We go back to Obi-Wan and then lightsabers are finally fucking activated for the first time in this series with Darth Vader in the shadows being illuminated by his red lightsaber. Well, I mean, no, the Inquisitors were using their Okay, well, from Obi-Wan, I guess, um, Obi-Wan kind of runs around and loses sight of Vader so he turns on his lightsaber, super fucking cool. Can't find so, him. I I both really liked and was a little disappointed with the scene. Um, and I think now's a good point. How do you feel about the cinematography in this? It's okay. Uh, quite a bit of shaky, there, quite a bit of shaky shots. Going there, on. yeah, like the one, the one that really stood out to me was in the first episode when he's talking to the possibly Padawan guy who got hung, but not really. The, like the camera is like so unnecessarily shaky, and then it kind of also bled into this fight scene as well, where like it was really zoomed in, like it was almost claustrophobic, which I know that's probably what they were going for. You know, Obi-Wan isn't in tune with the force. So it is probably a claustrophobic feeling for him being trapped by Darth Vader, but it's just, it's really like zoomed in. It's shaking all over the place. And like, for some reason, the fight reminded me of the, you remember the YouTube, um, the YouTube kind of like remastering of the yeah SC C SC one Oh three or whatever the fuck. Yeah. From the original star Wars. Yeah. Where the guy just like pretty much re-choreographed like the fight scene between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Like it reminded me of that a lot. It reminded me of like a YouTube fan film more than a high production for some reason. I, I couldn't place my finger on it. Um, but then I also looked up who the cinematographer was and I was surprised because it's the guy who did old boy and Weird. You would think that he knows the quality of putting a camera back and holding a shot with the famous hallway scene, which, uh, I mean, uh, once again, I like, I like the scene. It's good. It's, it's just, I was a little kind of annoyed with the camera work personally. Yeah, me too. It just, it's a little underwhelming, um, especially, but maybe because we're going to get a better fight later. That's my whole thing. I bet that's where I, mm, maybe so. We'll see. We got I, three episodes. I hope to go. so. And I, also I, I know the, so. I think we will. Also at the, 
Okay, and then also uh, one thing we didn't mention was that when Obi-Wan was going through the desert with Leia, he saw Anakin, Hayden Christensen, standing in the distance. Right. Like really far out. So I'm I'm very excited to see the kind of the balancing act between James Earl Jones, Darth Vader, which, yes, he's back, you know, 90 years old, still rocking Darth Vader voice. And uh, the balance between that and Hayden Christensen being Anakin Skywalker. I'm, I'm hoping as nerdy as it will be, I'm really hoping that there is just legit like visual fight between the two of them where Hayden Christensen gets a duel it out with Obi-Wan, which I think they already said that. I think they said Hank Christensen did get some fighting done. Awesome. So yeah, I, I believe there's going to be another one, but yeah. So um, at this point, Obi-Wan just keeps running. They do get a little bit of a fight scene where uh, Vader throws in a couple one-liners that people hate, but I, I thought they were cool and fitting, you know, I mean, it felt very menacing and right to me. So you know, I felt, didn't think they were correct. I didn't know people were upset about that, but I, I exclusively, when I was watching it, had the lines from like episode three, Rogue One, like all the like worst Darth Vader lines, the no and shit. Like I had that in my mind. So when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, okay. None of this is as bad as any of the, I, I didn't even think they were that bad in the first place. Me so neither. people are bitching. They clearly have not seen the previous movies. Yeah. It, it, yeah. They were a little, little corny, but I mean, that that's how Darth Vader is. He's a little silly. There's something kind of silly about him too. Um, but getting, getting on with it, um, Obi-Wan tries to make the slip again by cutting a port, like, I guess like a port on a something, it creates a bunch of steam. Um, and fucking Darth Vader uses the force to pull down what I can only assume is a bunch of like un, unrefined fuel. Cause they're like flaky oh. stuff. Yeah, um, like spark rocks or something. Right, spark rocks or something, unrefined fuel of some kind, and ignites it with his lightsaber. It creates this like barrier between Obi-Wan and and uh, Darth Vader. He, so he's choking out Obi-Wan. He grabs him. Obi-Wan drops his lightsaber, and Darth Vader continues to drag Obi-Wan through the fire, being like, yeah, basically feel like what I'm feeling. I thought that scene was fucking great. It was awesome. It felt a little weird that, like, dude, he didn't lose any of his hair. What the fuck? You know, you get immersed yeah. in fire but you know i get i get the symbolism and everything you know obviously it's him kind of getting back at him for what he did to him on mustafar which is leaving for dead after you know basically thinking he burned alive um but the little robot comes well i guess the lady uh who leia said to go back the game of thrones lady whatever the fuck her name is tala or something talia i don't remember her name anyway she comes back and saves obi-wan by shooting at the clone troopers creating a diversion um, uh, just and from, then, and the, the and oh. then reigniting the fire that was creating that barrier because the fire had gone out by the time um, Darth Vader was done dragging around Obi Wan. So reigniting the fire, creating the barrier again, and um, that droid that was earlier that that helped them stay undercover comes back to pick up Obi Wan and leaves, and then we go to back to the cave where Leia is, and she makes it to where the pilot's supposed to be to be met by the third sister who's like, I'll take you from here type shit. And the scene cuts like right when you see Leia run away and the third sister go to chase after her and boom. I'm so it. curious how the third sister found the end to that tunnel. Cause that tunnel looks like it curved. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I mean, how she found the entrance and then immediately was at the end of the tunnel. I'm right. Not so, 
at first I was like teleportation, but then also I was like, okay, maybe she just went out the entrance, got into like speeder or got like in a ship and then flew away. But at the same time, I was like, how do you know where the tunnel ended? Cause it wasn't like a straight shot, <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. Um, and, uh, correction. They were not clone troopers. They were storm troopers. Storm troopers. We yeah, saw a clone. No, no, I'm not calling you out for nerd. I'm just saying like, I'm using it as a segue because you see a clone trooper in oh, episode yeah. two. You do. You and do. apparently that was the, that. And apparently that was the first time I forgot his name. What's his name? Tamura Morrison. It was the first time he was actually in a clone trooper outfit. Apparently. So crazy. He's like yes. playing an old washed up clone trooper who, uh, is, you know, suffering like mental problems and yeah. You know, he's, yeah. He's just all fucked Vietnam up. Vet. He's all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I'm curious Very to see interesting that. Inclusion. Very interesting inclusion. I was like, wow. um, and there was a female stormtrooper. Yes, there was. I was like, oh my God, that stormtrooper has a vagina. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I'm. If you did it, Disney. You did it. But sorry, overall, being, based off the three episodes that are out, I would say I like the show quite a lot. Um, I like it, but it's uh, a little underwhelming. Yeah, I think so. We still got three episodes to make up whatever they can well, the, so. the situation not the situation but like the mindset i'm thinking of i'm like okay if they're bringing back obi-wan while he's in isolation he's disconnected from the force i'm like are they doing a logan thing that was my initial thing it's like they're doing logan where you know former hero is now you know burnt out and it's a little bit more of a character study i'm like no this isn't really a character study i mean it's just more obi-wan he's still a character but it's it's not really a deep dive into his psyche or anything like that for now, I think we might get that later with him connecting to Qui-Gon Jinn and they've I already shown well, quite a few flashbacks and the fact that he has like PTSD from what happened in um, Revenge of the Sith. So, Well, what I'm saying is like uh, if they were going to establish like how far he's fallen, they would have done a better job of establishing it before these action scenes started happening. Like that would have been episode one, really, where episode one, they kind of show he's doing his own thing, but not to a not to a substantial degree. It's not a, it's not a negative for the show. I was just kind of like, okay, this is just another run the mill star Wars show. It's so far. It's not anything special for me is how to say it. It's just good. It's entertaining, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Well, well, it's still got three more episodes, so I'm going to obviously keep watching it. Um, did you try watching stranger things? I have not. No, I've not watched a single episode. Have you? I, I tried watching the first episode and I don't know if tried. it was just, yeah, tried. I don't know if it was just the time of the day that I was trying to watch it or what. It was like near the end of the day and I was like fucking distracted. And I don't know, dude, it's just, it starts off with such high school bullshit, like going forward. I Ugh. know that that can change. I know that that can change, but literally my dad, my, my dad, Rose and I were watching this, right? And Rose was starting to fucking fall asleep. And I'm like, dude, for sure. We're like 40, we're like 30 or 40 minutes into the first episode. Nothing's happened. And my dad's like, you think they would be done with all this fucking high school bullshit. You think they'd be able to just graduate and do whatever the fuck they want because they're genius kids who have saved the world three fucking times before this. And I was like, amen. <laughs> Why the yeah. fuck is it still about the high school drama? Like, I know that they're at that age or whatever, but these actors and actresses, they're like, uh, almost in their 20s they're almost in their 20s and i'm like this must be embarrassing for y'all to like have to go back to do this shit 
because yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe some of them aren't quite in their twenties. Maybe some of them are like a little younger. Cause I don't fucking know, dude, they're all kids in my eyes, no matter what. So, I mean, it's not that they can't play the part. They still look and sound like high schoolers for sure, but it's more so why <laughs> let's just get into the stranger things, man. So I'm going to give it a shot before I'm super mean to it. Um, I definitely want to try to like, at least watch the fucking series to have an opinion on it. But so far, everybody in the, in the, um, like reviews I've seen and shit, they're like, it's a snore fest. And I'm like, no dude, that sucks. After waiting for so long, I thought we were going to get, you know, something better than even the last season. And the last season did a lot of that high school shit. So I thought that this was for sure going to be the end of it, but I was fucking dead wrong. Well, uh, well, first thing to answer your first question, like Millie Bobby Brown and Finn Wolfhard, the two leads of the kids are like Millie Bobby Brown is 18. Finn is 19, like basically 20. Um, yeah. So it, it is a little odd, but also it's, um, it's a part one, part two season. So they're going to drag it out. So I totally buy that as a snore fest. And then also, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last podcast or if I mentioned to you in person, uh, season three was pretty definitive for me. Like after I watched season three, I was satisfied with how it ended. I was like, okay, I don't really need more of Stranger Things. Right. Like, because it, it, it ended with them, you know, the sheriff dying and then they're 11 and Mike going their separate ways. I'm like, you know what? This is a nice, I mean, it's bittersweet. But I'm like, that's life. You know, they had, this is their coming of age where, they learn that things don't always work out, but there's always a potential later on that they could get back together. But that's better, better thought, not shown. And I'm like, yeah. nope, they're going to show it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's like what the whole first episode is about. It's about Mike being like, 11, 11 is in California. I'm leaving California tomorrow. I don't want to get up for school. I'm late for school, but I want to make toast. Can my family stop bothering me? They already did that in season three. I know. It's the same. Like, that's how season, like they were obnoxious in season three. <laughs> It's the same shit. And then they make it to the high school and like the fucking basketball kid. He's like a new basketball kid or some shit. It's like, we are all about the fire at the mall or some shit. And it's like, nobody even knows that it was the fucking kids who like set the fire to the mall to kill the fucking beast. Like Jesus. No, I mean, I mean, whatever, but it's just like, I, I I have uh, my girlfriend wants to watch it at some point, so I'll probably watch it, but I'm not really big on it. Yeah, it's uh, super, super high schooly drama bullshit at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now, which, again, you know, we're, we're you know just, how I feel just, about that. We're disconnected from that now a decade, like this year. So I'm like, maybe that's just that ward off, that's worn off for me. Um, like, you know, because even when I see other stuff in like that centers around high school kids, I'm like, ah, I'm less interested, uh, you know. Oh yeah, and I've told you that as well. And I think I said on the podcast, like coming of age stories just don't do anything for me anymore. It's because like you get coming of age stories from when you're like a young infant to your kid to your teenager to your post teenagers. Like you just that's all your media is as a kid. It's like all things just kind of prepare you for life. Not all, but you know the main things. Right. And so I'm at the point now. I'm like I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a <laughs> shit about coming of age. I've I have come in my age. Don't take that out of context. I don't need any more depictions of it. Yeah. I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you. I, I just like, why couldn't they have superseded the whole high school thing? You know, why couldn't they have like been like, they're all going to like just college. It. Like, make yeah. It, yeah or like, you know, they're, yeah. maybe they're going to college because they're all in advanced programs because these are like fucking genius children who have saved the world three times or maybe just focus directly on the issue at hand, you know? 
why can't Eleven be like a super genius somewhere? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Fine. Or it's like, just, if they're going to be in the wrong in, direction. If they're going to be in high school, why not focus in on like the multiple other characters that are not in high school to kind of even it out. But it sounds like it's the main focus that they're in high school. Main focus. Even the yeah, uncle Jesse like, guy and the, and the other lady are like still in high school. Wait, what? Really? Uncle, uncle Jesse, uh, the the guy who was like working at the ice cream shop, and, and his friend who worked at the ice cream shop—I can't remember her name. Yeah, they're uh, still Ethan Hawke's daughter. Yeah, they're still in high school in this in this. What? Season. That's okay. No, 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 no. Like, because even if you even this was filmed a while back, like they all look that kids all look like they're at maybe they could pass for seniors, but like them, they are clearly should be out of high school. Oh, clearly, yeah, but they're not. They sh- I mean, they should have been like, why not? Like get them out of high school. So that way you're not stuck there all the time. And they can like, you know, do adult could have been, things could have been a good opportunity to do what you're saying too, which would be like, go to uncle Jesse and that girl and, you know, focus on their story, which is not about high school. That could have yeah, been like, their in. That's what happened with the sister and the brother, the couple where they like were researching and doing new stuff. Like I'm like, okay, this, I didn't love that stuff, but it was a nice break from everything else that was being viewed. Right, but yeah, about, so, I, I was being incredibly vague with that. <laughs> like the sister right. and the brother did the thing. The sister and the brother did the thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah we're in agreement there too. It's just, eh. I'm just hoping that Barbara will come back and murder all of them. Guess we'll see. <laughs> That'd be so lame if they brought her back somehow. I would. I think I would lose all respect for the show if Barbara came back in any regard whatsoever. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, they brought back what's his fucking name? So maybe you don't know if the sheriff. Yeah. Hopper. That was lame. They should have. I mean, once again, he died. Just let the show end right there. I think that would have been a great ending. He or not great, purpose, but I think yeah. it would have been a good ending. He served his purpose. Yes. Ah, whatever. Fuck it. I'm just waiting for the spinoff of the kids in New York uh, with all the powers that they were trying to make happen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just anyway, time. Anyway, uh, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Hey, wait, real quick. Did you ever watch any Kimmy Schmidt? No. Okay, cool. Well, that's the podcast. You want to do the closing thing? Do closing thing. Go. Uh, Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us today at the podcast of emptiness with Matt and Stefan. If you'd like to follow us more, you can do so at www.theemptyglass.podcast.com. That is www.theemptyglassdotcom. And if you'd like to listen to us on Hulu... (laughs) We're not there yet, uh, but our show will be coming out next month. No. Uh, and then you can also listen to us on Spotify, uh, follow our YouTube channel where we have funny gaffes that we make at little boys every time. That is not a sexual euphemism. We just prank uh, kids. You know, we'll put like little firecrackers inside their phones when they get a phone call. What are you talking you know, about? You're going off, off the rails. Matt has gone off the rails. If you'd like to follow our Amazon Prime show where we... Um, we okay. play two lovers that stare each other in the eyes and kiss in the moonlight. Uh, you could also do that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's at www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Also, our HBO Max show, uh, Two Boys, One Bye. Dick. Bye. Gonna, Bye. Out shortly. Bye. Three, and two, one. Can- over. <laughs>